It's the Total Football NZ Podcast. I'm Connor Clements. We've got a very, very good show lined up for you today. We're talking the Under-17 World Cup. The football ferns, the young football ferns, have done the unthinkable. They've qualified for a semi-final. We'll give you all the details on that and talk about how happy we are because I've got a very special guest in the studio today who will be mentioned soon. But first, we're going to be talking about the Women's Nations Cup going on in New Caledonia. The Football Ferns undefeated, haven't conceded a goal yet. We also talk about the A-League, which is less good. Uh, the Phoenix lose again. That's their third loss in a row. Is the optimism going away from Mark Rudan's start when we thought that after that first game we were onto a good thing? Has the fans' optimism gone? We'll talk more about that. And finally, we'll wind up with the ISPS Hunter Premiership and this week's feature match at River Hills Park, Eastern Suburbs versus Team Wellington. Who won? What was the score? Who scored the goals? But now, the moment you've all been waiting for, I've got a very, very special guest on a very, very special show. I love saying that word. I love this guest. He is someone who's very well known to the show. He's driven all the way up to be on the show today. Introduce yourself. Who are you? Kia ora, my name's Aaron Diamond. I'm 20 years old and uh, my favourite football team is the Wellington Phoenix. Oh, Aaron Diamond, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He's here on the podcast in studio. I in sound Wellington. like I'm introducing myself yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. on the X Factor yeah. or something. <laughs> he's here. He's Good not, to be here. He's not in Christchurch anymore. He's moving to Auckland. His broadcasting school stint is completed. And he's here in studio with me, Aaron. It's, it's a pleasure to have you here. Fantastic to be here. And, I mean, you talked about the Ferns a little bit. How incredible was that? Absolutely incredible. I mean... Top four in the world. Top four in the world. Wow. Who would have thought? Uh, they won against Uruguay. They beat the host nation after beating Finland in their debut World Cup. They lost to Ghana. I was thinking, oh no, here we go. Like This could be heartbreak in the quarters. We got a tough one against Japan. They beat Japan on penalties. And Anna Leet, the Anna hero. Leet. What a name. An elite, and she absolutely pulled it out of the bag. I just realised an elite, save. yeah, an elite. I know she sounds like an elite keeper, yeah, because wow. she is. She's a great keeper and scoring the winning pen what in a, a World Cup quarterfinal. I mean, how many people can say they've scored the winning penalty in a World Cup final? Unbelievable. Goalkeepers as well, and that a goalkeeper. Uh... Yeah, how many goalkeepers can say they've scored? Oh, it's just incredible. And Anna. And the New Zealand team should feel yeah, extremely and I mean, proud of themselves. As, as Leon Burney pointed out, uh, what an incredible team effort. Uh, what a team uh, those under-17 women are. They just, they're just they bonded together. They're, they look like a very, very strong unit. And you see them celebrating afterwards, before, during the game. They look a very, very tight-knit squad. And, I mean, we were talking about it before. Semi-final of a World Cup against Spain. Two more stints of 90 minutes. And in theory, New Zealand, FIFA Under-17 Women's World Cup champions, they're possible. Like, the possibility of that is enough to make you dream again. And New Zealand football, this is exactly what they needed at this time. They needed heroines. They needed those people that we can look to and say... And right, especially women's football. Especially, like, especially women's football. Because women's football was in such a dark place after the whole Haraf debacle... Uh, all of the chair people have gone, the borders and tatters, the whole organisation, you're looking at and you're going, New Zealand football is dead. Like, how are we going to recover from this? This is the perfect time to recover from this. This is a great way to put a line in the sand and say, look, our women's football's in great hands with Samani, with Bernie, 
and we've got some great coaches who've come in and we've got some really good players who are committed, who are great teams together. They've got good spirit. They've got good players and they're all combining really well. I mean, it's just exactly what New Zealand football needed. It's a great shot in the arm and now hopefully the men's sides can follow suit. It's Yeah, I mean, I totally agree and you might have seen uh, Jason Pine's tweet and, and post which uh, had a picture of Haraf and said, we can't compete with the big nations and... That went crazy, obviously, on social media because, like you say, this is exactly what New Zealand football need. This is just... It couldn't have come at a better time. And I'm so excited for Thursday morning, 9 o'clock. It's just... You think about it because that game that we played so badly, the the football ferns, the main adult football against ferns, Japan. was against Japan. So it's come full circle and they've shown us that we can compete with the big nations at age group level, sure. But we're looking at our football ferns now they're carving up the Nations Cup. New Zealand are top four in the world. Yeah. At under-17 women's level. That and is incredible. They are playing Spain in a semi-final. That is insane. Uh, what, six months after the head coach of the national women's team said we can't compete. Yeah. Six and months afterwards, we're in the top four. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's crazy. And to think as well that Haraf, like walked out of the organization and just said, look, you guys aren't worthwhile. You guys can never compete with these nations. And we're just proving him wrong. We're proving that New Zealand football, if you have character, if you have guts, and if you actually have a game plan and a good coach and a good team spirit, you can do anything. What's all this, this uh, you know, guff about people saying, oh, we can't compete with the big teams? Of course you can. If you've got that desire, you can do anything. And uh, I think this is exactly what we need at this time. Canada-Mexico is the other semifinal. Ghana were knocked out, so they're the team that we lost to in the rounds. I thought Ghana were going to go a long way in this tournament. To have them gone, if New Zealand... Germany out as well. Germany out as well. They got knocked out by uh, Canada in the semi. Ghana were knocked out by Mexico on penalties. Unbelievable result. You look at those games. If we beat Spain, if we beat Spain, this is a big if. We know that Spain's good across the board. We know they're good. If New Zealand can beat Spain, you've got a winnable final. Because we beat Canada in the warm-ups, so if Canada make it, we can beat them. We know we can. I know it's fine. I know wow. it's. I know it's cup competition, but You're right. I know it's cup competition. Anything could happen, which is good for us because on any given day, you'd say Spain would beat us. This you'd, is exciting. You'd look at it. You'd look at it and say Spain would beat us. But the fact that we have a chance in a major tournament to go into a semi-final. As underdogs, great. Do you know, I don't know if we're going in the game as underdogs. The only reason that we're going into the match as underdogs is because of the reputation that precedes both sides. It's the pedigree. But in we're ter- talking about dogs. Yeah. It's the pedigree yeah. of Spain. But They've got the in terms pedigree. of the, the, the performances at the World Cup so far, in terms of, obviously, under-17 is an interesting uh, age group because it's the first age group coming through. Yes. And so... You sort of have completely fresh players. It's I think that's where you see yeah. some upsets uh, come into play, some smaller teams really sort of building through the competition. But I personally think this is a winnable game for New Zealand. And 100%. saying that feels so strange just from our, our previous previous tournaments, our previous results. And how good was it to see the football ferns watching the game and celebrating and just, I mean, you, on some of the uh, the younger players' social medias commenting, all the, the football ferns saying, well done, you're legends, you're this and that. That is just the football community. Absolutely massive. It's what we needed. And I think the girls are really leading the way. They're showing us the way. The woman, 
are really proving to us that this is this is the pathway we can go and they've shown so much character to come back from that adversity I mean the football ferns two weeks ago even were having team meetings on Muriwai Beach talking and putting in structures and saying look this is how we move on and I think it's proof that fresh voices a fresh perspective and like I say the first age coming through they haven't been part of of what was a struggling establishment you know like under 20s and that they've all experienced that the football firms have all experienced the whole Haraf saga these young players are the first time representing their country they're proving that New Zealand at an overall standard, at an overall footballing level, are doing very, very, very well. Absolutely. And I just want to say that no matter what happens on Thursday morning, 9am, we're all proud. They've done a great job. If they've made us dream again, if they get through, that's fantastic. If they get knocked out, they can be proud of themselves and they go into that third, fourth playoff and they have something else to play for. No, I mean, either way, we are just, as, as Kiwi football fans, ecstatic. We, we couldn't have, have dreamt for anything like this. And so either way, it's it's just a, a very, very special moment for all of them. Uh, and and if we do go, go forward in this competition, I mean, I'd be lost for words. I, I am already lost for words. So the fact, I, I don't, I think... I might even cry if we get into the final because I never even thought, no matter what age group, that a New Zealand team would ever, in my lifetime even, make it to a World Cup final. Well, can you imagine? I I am still waiting for a New Zealand team to make it past the round of 16 quarterfinals. Yeah, and this is a New Zealand team historically goes to a FIFA World Cup to turn up, play against the bigger teams, and then. Leave at, at an appropriate time. Which is going to be the round robins. Hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's incredible. And speaking of incredible achievements recently... 9am. Yeah, uh, no, Thursday morning, 9am, and then the final and the third, fourth players was Thoughts on Sunday. Thoughts um, on calls for it to be free to wear? Oh, it should be. If we make the final. Are you serious? This is the biggest, this is the biggest moment. I know it's under 17, but this is the biggest moment in New Zealand sports history. Like, for football fans because it's a World Cup final. There's nothing bigger. So you got to make um, it... You either make it free-to-air or Sky has to do something where they just do, like, right, you enter this code and you can watch Fan Pass, like, for free this one day or Sky Go. They should do something like that because this is... It's something that, you, you know, you, you beat Spain in a semi-final, in a World Cup semi-final. Touch Beating one. Spain. If we do that, if you, if you beat Spain in a World Cup semi-final and you go into the final against a team like Mexico, for example... Even Canada, who are traditionally a powerhouse in women's football recently. I mean, apart from America and Japan. But we already beat Japan. Incredible. Speaking of incredible achievements, uh, we got to move on from the 17s. I know we could talk about them forever. The big football ferns, the, the, the woman, they're doing a really great job as well. They are undefeated in the Nations Cup. They haven't conceded a single goal. They beat Fiji, who were... Yeah, we the talked other, about that. The other yeah. decent team uh, in their final group game. We had a chat about that on Black, Yellow, White at BYW New Zealand on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Do go check it out. They beat them 10-0. Wow. They beat Cook Island 6-0. They won their first game... 14, 14? 14. I can't remember. It was up there. It was up there. But anyway... 11, maybe. It could have been 11. It might have been 11. But that's the thing. We've lost count of how many goals. Their goal difference is ridiculous because they haven't conceded. It's astronomical. All of the players look that much better than all of the opposition. They look a cut above. And you're looking at I'm looking at Samani and I'm going 
I want you to get as many games for these ferns against top quality opposition as you can. Keep them obviously keep them focused on winning this tournament. They need to. I mean, everyone's saying it's a foregone conclusion. They're big, big favourites as they should be. Get through this tournament, then get us top quality. Use your contacts because he's coached Australia. He's coached um, the Australian national team. I think he's coached. 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 Yeah. <laughs> coached. Coached. He's coached the Australian national team. He's coached. The American national team at one point, I think. Yeah, for a short period. For a short period. He's got the experience. He's got the context. And he also... I mean, talking to Sarah Gregorius on this very podcast a couple of weeks ago, uh, and and just from comments uh, in the media uh, from Football Ferns, he, he has the support of the woman, which is which is obviously yeah. ideal. Yeah, it's you fantastic. need that. I mean, her didn't, so... No, and so... Just just whacking the under yeah, under yeah. side of the computer yeah. with my foot. I'm so getting getting cold feet. I want to want to play. Um, you know, here's the support of of the team, which is which is fantastic, and I think it's showing. Yeah, 100 percent, it's showing. And uh, I think the football ferns need to get games against high caliber opposition, especially if they get into that World Cup, because it's two games away. They make it into the World Cup. They need high quality games against high quality opposition, so Samani can really see what his squad will be like. And can you imagine if the football ferns, the adults, go to the tournament and they compete as well, and they build on this you fantastic know, work? And then we just show Haraf what he, why he was so wrong. Wouldn't that be so? I good? don't see a reason why that isn't possible. Neither do I. The football ferns have always been incredibly competitive on a World Cup stage. They have always been there or thereabouts uh, as one of the top performing football teams from New Zealand, uh, whatever age group, whatever, um, yeah. Whatever category, uh, and so that's that's exciting. I think there is something brewing, very very positively, at New Zealand football, especially in that women's football area. It's it's come a long long way, and I think that even amongst all the Haraf saga, yes, it was in the media, uh, blown out sort of uh, football ferns and, and and all those age group teams, but. The grassroots kept working. The the that the development uh, pathway was still there. Uh, thankfully, Haraf wasn't long enough uh, yeah, at the helm to be able to the the poison didn't seep down yeah. into the grass. And so you yeah. see players like the and I strongly believe that the under seventeen women have have a fresh perspective, a fresh voice. It's 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 like with anything where you get young people who have new ideas, are creative, and whatever sector. And, and bring something different to the table. They are bringing something different to the table. And I think what it is, is uh, just an ability to, to play football and just to enjoy it and to, and to really, really uh, love that fern on their chest. And, and I think we're seeing the same with the ferns and, and the same with all the teams now coming through. That would be ideal, as long as they play for the fern and they play you know, in, in a competitive way, but for the fun of the game, for the love of the game, and they don't have people sullying that. For and them. that's why... That's why we love it. I, I think they're doing so well. You see them afterwards. I mean, obviously you're happy after a win in a World Cup, but there's just this... There's, we're going to work really, really hard for each other. To, to the hilt, we're going to back each other. Uh, but then there's this enjoyment. There's When they score, there's a real team happiness. You know, you often... Top teams, smaller teams, you often see... Uh, you know, players celebrating, and a couple of players will, will go over, and you know, like it's it's sort of just, you know, you've scored a goal, great. But there's just something about uh, the the under 17s at the moment as as a team 
that that just speaks volumes when whenever there's something small that's that's a good tackle. This year, what am what am what am? You know, there's this positive reinforcement, which I think at times has been lacking in the past. Uh, it's often been very quiet, very. Uh, I guess very pessimistic in a way. The approach has been very pessimistic. We saw that with Harath. Uh, these these women, they're not they're not holding anything back. Yeah, absolutely. And the unity is there, and a massive, massive shout out to the fans as well because they have been epic throughout this whole tournament. Every time I tune in on on Sky Sports and I listen to the crowd, pretty small crowds. I can always hear the Kiwis. I can always hear them chanting. I can always hear them. They're singing all sorts of songs. I mean, it's better at times in terms of the chanting than some of the rugby matches where you get 10,000 people there. The noise, I mean, you can't compare because there's 10,000 people, so they're creating noise. It's a wall. But the chants and the individual little quirks, and you can hear them shouting out for their players that they support, like, you know, come on, Maggie, come on, Anna, like that sort of thing. You can hear it. It's fantastic. So to get, I mean, 50 or so, to 100 people over there in Uruguay singing and chanting and cheering on the girls is fantastic and you just have to say thank you to the fans thank you to those players for making a stream again and uh, I wish the both Ferns teams all the best and I hope I really hope that we can make the World Cup final oh. but as we said if we don't I'm very proud of the efforts that they've put in we have to go now to a more somber sad topic a topic that we were so optimistic about at the start of the season and a topic that has let us down it's the men we're talking about now and it's the Wellington Phoenix the boys in black and yellow have been leaving us feeling a bit blue recently Aaron he's just yeah Aaron's just kind of putting his face in his hands and he do you not really want to talk about this subject I mean I'm still optimistic. <laughs> yeah, from the highs of the performance yeah. to the lows of the um, Phoenix. No, I... Yeah. I, I, I don't really know what to say. Uh, at the moment, I, I... It's sort of... I, yeah, as you can see, I, I'm sort of a bit lost for words. I hold my, and stand my ground that... Um, we have to trust. We have to. We have to stay optimistic. It's not really a choice so much as as an, a requirement at this point, um, because you know this this is what we are stuck with for better or for worse. And so I I believe uh, in our team. I do believe that the Wellington Phoenix can uh, keep going. But it, it has been disheartening seeing every week the. A League table update and, and the A League posted on on uh, deja vu yeah, <laughs> last season. On How's your team going? Oh, there <laughs> yeah. they are sliding down the on table. On Instagram and Twitter, and uh, you see them second, and then you see them fourth and sixth, and now they're second to last. Um, and it's just it's just it's just all the same, and it just something yeah, it just doesn't doesn't feel quite right. But then again. You know, what can you expect? You can't expect a coach to come in and just completely change it with the click of his fingers. So, But it seemed like that after the first It game. did seem like that. And I know we were naive in thinking it. And I think Rudan... I think there is something different there with Rudan. I, and that's why I do have optimism in this team. But he uh, he's going through a phase at the moment where he's trying different things out. And he's still trying to find his best... Uh, side and and that takes experimenting and to be honest that can only take experimenting playing in the league 
and, and, and thus losing or winning or, or, or drawing. It, it, yeah, he, he's trying to hone that, that squad. And yeah, I mean, let's talk about that side that played against Adelaide. Copper was in there. He wasn't in there for the two games that we've got points out of. I'm looking at the weak link as Copper at the moment. For me, Mitch Nichols was in there at the end. He's another player that I don't think is quite up to it. Where has Kakachi gone? Why is he playing in the reserve team? What That would be one of my questions. The biggest question, though, is... Mandy. <laughs> I mean, that too. I mean, he scored a goal. It was an okay goal, but... As a player, I'm still not sold on him. What would what would your biggest question be? Well, I feel like you'd be you'd be asking the same question. What's your biggest question? <sighs> why isn't Krishna scoring? And why was Sapreet Singh not playing? I mean, Sapreet Singh not playing is a massive question as well, and that's something that I'd even forgot because it's it's just seems to me that it's, it's so strange they didn't choose to play Singh. He didn't even start. He didn't even play Singh off the bench. He didn't even get a game. Burgess, he put on. I think Burgess should get a start. He looks like he's got something about him. I like him. The, some of the other decisions, I mean, Nathan Burns, not doing it for me at the moment. But, the, yeah, the massive question is Copper. Why is he playing? Why is he in there? Because he doesn't look to me... He's played against Ronaldo. Well, he's played against Ronaldo, but he doesn't look to me like he deserves to be in there at the moment. Uh, he was largely invisible this weekend i got to say. Phoenix lost 3-1 Adelaide, by the way. That's why we're very downcast. Uh, we scored first. We went 1-0 up. 14th minute. Man- Mandy scored. <laughs> Mandy! And then from there, it went downhill. And uh, in the third... Actually, after the third goal was conceded, Mark Rudan took his anger out, took his frustration out, and kicked the uh, bench. And uh, he broke the Perspex glass next to him. So there was a nice shot of the glass being broken and Rudan sitting there all stroppy. And uh, as you'd expect, I'd be pretty stroppy if I was Rudan as well after conceding that third goal like the way we did. It was Roy Krishna's 100th game. That's not the way he'd want to celebrate his 100th game. He's still waiting to try and get that record off Paul Eiffel. He's still drawn on 33 goals with Paul Eiffel. Still can't get off that. that 33 goals. David Williams. Games. Yeah, 100 games. It's not the best strike rate from Roy, but to be fair to him, he did start as a wide player. I think maybe if you want to fit Burns into the system, you put Burns in the middle. Yeah, Burns in the middle, Crush on and the, Williams on the yeah, side. Yeah, on the sides. Uh, I mean, Rudan doesn't seem to want to try that. And if you don't want to start Singh, you put Burgess in the place where he's best as Cam. So put Burgess at Cam, put Krishna on the right, Williams on the left, or vice versa. They can swap wings. That's fine. Put Burns up front and say, Burnsy, now's your time to score, mate. He hasn't scored in a long, long time. And Williams will be better, I think, with a more target man kind of striker. And I know Burns isn't your quintessential target man kind of striker, but he will give you something extra than Krishna there. It's well, in the past he has. I mean, I can't really say yeah, anything I mean, now. Get Libby back in the team. Larry did okay. He was all right. Not gonna not gonna fault his performance too much. Dylan Fox didn't get a game. He was on the bench. Doyle. Marginal. Still marginal over Doyle. Durante. Jury's still out on Durante. And then people were saying even Taylor's looking like he's lost it a bit. After everyone was rating Taylor so much. The only person in the Phoenix team so far who's been solidly consistent and reliable is Philip Curto. Is Philip Curto in the goal. 
and he has looked like a proper signing. He looks really good. Really good. When he went, he got hit quite early on in that um, half, the first half, I was quite worried. Because if he goes, we've got Ollie Sale on the bench. And I don't want to give Ollie Sale, like, I mean, I don't mind him as a keeper. I think he's okay as a backup. I just worry about him when he hasn't had that much experience in the big leagues. I mean, he's only played, what, two games for the Phoenix big team? And most yeah. of the time he's been playing for the reserves. So you look at a guy who's been playing in the Dutch leagues, in the um, Eredivisie, and then you go to Oli Sale who's been playing for the reserves. So it's a big step down. It just makes me a bit, it's just a little bit sad at the moment. It's just yep. a little bit uh, disheartening. But... We have to remain optimistic. Absolutely, we have to remain optimistic. Absolutely. Well, I mean, they uh, just, they just. It was Thanksgiving last week. They're making us feel grateful that we have a team. I'm very grateful that we have a team. And then over Christmas, they're going to give us our Christmas present, which is Aaron games coming up. These presents that we need. Second of December, Wellington Phoenix versus Perth Glory. Massive game. Perth Glory are the form team of the league so far. So that is a huge game at home to show if we have any fight. Sydney are up after Perth. Aaron's just put his head in his hands again, and as he would, on the 8th of December. Central Coast, potential banana peel always with Central Coast. We lost to them. Hold on. We lost to them every single time we played them last season. Mikey McGlinchey's gone back there now. Not that that really matters too much. I mean, Mikey, no offence. But I'm just letting you know, 15th of December. Then we play Brisbane again on the 22nd. Big game at home. And then Melbourne victory on the 28th, away. Our Christmas presents will hopefully come against Melbourne victory, and I'm hoping that we would have gone on a decent run and beaten Brisbane on the Central Coast. Unbeaten in December, I'm calling it now. You're calling unbeaten in December. I'm not going to go anywhere near that. But... The last, the last fixture I want to touch on is the reverse against Adelaide on the 5th of January in the new year. I think the period there, that crucial period from Central Coast to Brisbane to uh, Melbourne, that's a really crucial period, that New Year's Christmas kind of period. If we get results in that period where we traditionally have been very, very poor, I'll start believing again. If we don't, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna to be tough. There's gonna to be a couple of sad episodes. I gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It starts. It starts. So we'll move on from Adelaide. It starts next week against Perth. That's a huge game already. Already, we're starting to get into the territory where every game is becoming bigger. Not that it shouldn't not be big already, but every game now is crucial for Rudan, and he needs to sort out his starting team. And he needs to get Libby back in that team. I'm sorry. I mean, he's only 18, but he is by far and away much better. Did Fenton? Fenton got dropped as well, didn't he? He might have been on the subs. Anyway, we didn't see Fenton again. A lot of people were saying that needed to happen for a while. A lot of people have been yeah, not happy with Fenton. Yeah. But we, I mean, I wasn't too. I wasn't yeah. too worried about Fenton to be honest. I think Larry did okay. I think Larry did okay, but. Why are we not going back to that three at the back system? Your guess is as good as mine. Because that seemed to work. And now we've gone away from it. Yeah. So I mean, maybe maybe Rudan needs to hopefully find his starters and go back to that three at the back where Doyle was actually looking quite good in, in that trio with 
Durante and Taylor in there. The issue is, is that the way we're feeling will also be how the players are feeling. And they started off so optimistic, they were they're, on a bit of a high. They're still optimistic. They're going to come in and, and every, they, press, every press session, they're going to be optimistic. That's how Rudan set it up. So they're going to come in and no matter what they say, they'll be like, yes, we're disappointed, but we need to work on it. We know what we need to do, blah, blah, blah. We'll the thing the is, is that deep down... They're know, going to be hurting. Yeah. And they so you, you just you just hope that that doesn't, that doesn't get in the way of a successful run. Simple as that. 100%. All right. Enough about the Phoenix. ISPS Hunter Premiership. That we promised you we'd talk to you about a huge game that happened at River Hills Park. Eastern Suburbs lost to Team Wellington at home 2-1 and that man Hamish Watson banged in both the goals one of them was a pen Tim Payne gave it away that was the second goal the first one once again some pretty poor defending and he slotted it from uh, about just at the edge of the box how much can we take away from that game in terms of are we looking at the same old same old Auckland City Team Wellington at the top after we predicted that it would be a season to mix things up are we looking at 1-2 1-2 finish again. I mean, I must say I wasn't so much focused on the game as I was on the pitch. Uh, River Hills, yep. Didn't look too bad. Not too bad. For River Hills, I mean, uh, it's still River it's Hills. been worse. But I tell you what. You know, I was just in awe of the fact... It's not that other pitch these, that Ellsley likes to play on. These stars were playing on River Hills. What other pitch? You know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to think. I can't remember. Medill's farm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness it's not Medill's farm because yeah. that place is a farm. I've flown on both Medill's farm and um, River, River Hills. Hills and Michael's Avenue. River Hills is better than Medill's farm. Not Michael's Ave because Michael's Ave is now artificial. So. See, interesting how Michael's Ave, the youth teams, the youth team plays there for suburbs on the on the. Turf. On the turf pitch. So on the actual... Yeah. Yeah, the nice pitch. But the first team... They told them they didn't want art, uh, they didn't want artificial. Because artificial's sore. It hurts, you know, when you go down for a slide tackle and stuff. You want the grass. Right. That's, what they, that's why they're not playing at Bill McKinley anymore. Because Bill McKinley's artificial. Yeah. And they said they don't want it. They, it hurts and it's hot. Yeah, this is true. In the summer, yeah. it gets hot. Yeah. Um, I guess if you're if you're playing in New Zealand style of football, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of charge. It's pretty physical. Yeah. And also, yeah, they're completely right. I mean, I played a game of Sunday League at Wellington College the other day. It was 23 degrees, and the pitch just sucks it up, and it feels like it's 30. We had a guy go down at half time with heat stroke. He had to go and sit under the stairs in the shade. So you that can for see the Ackies. Yeah, it was for the Ackies. So you can see why these guys. I made my uh, my debut for the Ackies a couple yeah. of weeks ago. First, first and only appearance so far. But yeah. maybe you can come back. Yeah, we lost the joy of Sunday. League. We did. Come in, yeah, yeah. Came I in the second half. Blame you. Yeah, well, I was struck. <laughs> I didn't, didn't get much. Uh, didn't get much. Uh, much balls. balls at the top. Yeah. No, unfortunately, we uh, didn't have the best game that day. Anyway, Connor's <laughs> keen to move on. Other teams that didn't possible. have the yeah, exactly. We we don't want to talk about <laughs> losses. Other teams didn't have the best day today. We talk about other teams who had losses. The Wellington Phoenix reserves, unfortunate loss for them to Auckland City three nil, and they remain at the bottom of the ISPS Hunter Premiership, just below another team, Tasman United. And we uh, have talked to their Andy, coach, Andy Hitch. Andy Hitch. He was it was really good to have on the show, uh, but unfortunately they are looking to try and find their first win. 
as are the Phoenix because uh, and hopefully we'll have Paul on eventually uh, and we can talk to him about what he's going to do to try and rescue that situation because it's looking pretty average at the moment. I know I can already see him saying that he's going to talk about you know we're trying to develop the players and we're trying to look for them to get professional contracts but it sucks when you're a footballer and you're losing. doesn't matter what team you're playing for. doesn't matter if you're trying to get a professional contract you know deep somewhere down the track and you're just trying to play attractive football if you're not winning. Yeah, absolutely. That's tough. And the other games, uh, other results, I'm just trying to quickly pull it up. Waitakere got absolutely rolled 4-0 by Hawks Bay. Yeah. That's good to see that Hawks Bay are actually getting a getting a solid win together. Canterbury United and Hamilton Wanderers, what a game. 3-all. Actually similar to another game which we'll talk about in Black, Yellow, White, a 3-all draw. Aaron knows what we're talking about. I won't be here for that one. No, he'll be here. I'm going to make him talk. <laughs> and Southern United beat Tasman United. So the standings, this is why I was saying, are we looking at the same old two-horse race? Auckland City, 18 points at the top, six games played. Team Wellington with seven games played at 16, because they're off to the Club World Cup very shortly, of course. Also exciting. And we will be watching that. Very excited to see that live on Sky Sports. Eastern Suburbs now on 12, after but after six. So if they do win their next game, they're going to be only a point behind Team Wellington. Then we're starting to look at some very interesting predictions. After we predicted Hamilton Wanderers to finish bottom, they're fourth. Hamilton Wanderers, 10 points. Canterbury United, you're a former, your former flame. There you go. you, you're gone now, you're back up to all. <laughs> Canterbury United, eight points after six games. We're looking at the same old, same old, aren't we? I'm really worried that we're going to see the same old... Auckland City, no, surely Team not. Wellington. I really hope not, but I think so. That This is coming to that stage now after six games. You know, you're only looking at 18 games in the season, or is it? No, 20, 27 games in the season because they play each other three times. It's not much. Well, we'll see. Watch this space. Watch this space. We said the other teams were getting stronger. We said, you know, the players were getting spread out in a better I think, way. I think, though, the teams are getting stronger, but they just need some time to... Oh, yeah. I'm hoping... They need some time just to, to mould together. and I mean, Team Wellington and Auckland City will finish in the top four. But we, I don't we think... We don't predict that. Yeah. Or I don't hope. Not that I have anything against Auckland City or Team Wellington. But we're doing it for a... But for the hope of, yeah, of a neutral yeah. and for the hope of the league, yeah. it would be nice to see a, uh, a different final. Any other thoughts on the world of football before we sign off, Aaron? Have you got anything in your brain that you can kind of sign off with in a in a nice flourish for Total Football NZ this week? Wellington Phoenix. We're gonna win the league. We're gonna win the league. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna win the league. That's your weekly fix of Total Football NZ podcast. I'm Connor Clements. I'm Aaron Darman. And we're in the studio together today, and uh, hopefully we'll be in the studio again another time, although Aaron has a very exciting uh, career opportunity and move that may see him off the podcast for a wee bit, but we wish him all the best uh, at One News. So congratulations, mate, and uh, I'm sure that we'll see you on the big screen in the very near future. (laughs) We will see. Thank you very much. Total Football NZ, signing off. Catch you later.